0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio with your hosts Rachel Archelaus and Megan Grandelmeier. Merging spirituality and business on the Enlightenment Evolution Network. Hi, everyone. It's Megan Krandelmeier here on Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio. And I'm happy to have my co-host here today, Rachel Archelaus. Hello. And thank you, Rachel, for holding down the fort last week as I was <laughs> traveling all throughout Florida looking at colleges with my teenage daughter. So that was an education. It was not a sit-on-the-beach <laughs> trip. Um, so um, we're very happy that you're joining us today, and we are going to talk about being present, being very present in your everyday moment, instead of living in the future constantly, uh, being more aware and grateful of the present moment. And also we'll talk a bit about happiness and, and what that means to, to us and, and what that means in general. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. But um, first, we just want to mention that we are part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network, and this is a network for all things metaphysical. We have a fabulous team assembled, and uh, if you look at Facebook.com and search Enlightenment Evolution Network, you'll find our page. And we do have shows most every day of the week, and I'm going to introduce those. Um, but if you are listening live right now, Uh, And you would like to call in if you have a question for us. I just want to remind you that our phone number is 347-308-8788. And you can just listen uh, via your phone. But if you do have a question or would like a reading with Rachel, then press 1 and we'll see you come up in our dashboard and we'll know that you would like to speak to us. So just to introduce uh, some of the other shows, uh, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Victoria Vives-Wang, who hosts Earth Sky People Radio, your bridge between heaven and earth. She'll talk about living in oneness with one another, Mother Earth, and life beyond earth. So that's actually tonight at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. And I hear that show's
2: going awesome. Yeah, she's just fantastic, too. She's an amazing voice, so I'm sure she's great on the radio. Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Rob Gothier, who is the person who started this whole network. His show is the Enlightenment Evolution Hour. And he channels an entity named Trev, who takes your questions. And he also has guests, such as metaphysical teachers and other channelers. So you can find more about Rob and Treb at
1: trebchanneling.com. And then Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution Hour. And he discusses a wide range of metaphysical topics from the perspective of the fifth dimension. And he's also quite active on YouTube. So if you search Philip Malika, you can find him there.
2: And Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have the Earth Experience with Kalina Angel. The Earth Experience explores our soul's expansion through our human experiences on Earth.
1: Saturday mornings for the early birds at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, we have the Odyssey Ascension with Roxanne Swainhart. Roxy is a channeler and uh, focuses on Ascension Downloads. Be open, ready, and just be with her when she answers your questions about past lives, ETs, soul purpose, energy activations, and all things ascension.
2: Sundays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific is About Oneness with Karen Newman. It's focused on celebrating the ongoing conscious awakening of our planet and our realization of oneness and unconditional love. Karen is an author, lecturer, integrated channel, and intuitive.
1: And then Monday nights, I think the time has changed to 6.30 Eastern, um, but we're going to check on that, and you can check our website page as well. But we have Heart to Heart Talk Radio with Daniel Scranton, and he talks about the shift, ETs, global events, channeling, energy work, toning, and sound healing. He always has the phone lines open and answers your questions on anything and everything related to living on planet Earth and beyond. And Daniel is an amazing uh, channel, Reiki master, and sound
2: healer. Everybody's fabulous. We are so grateful to be a part of this network
1: and to have such
2: amazing colleagues. So definitely check out those other shows. All right. Well, now to the present moment. Yes. Yay! (laughs) Which is now. (laughs) Yes. So... It's funny, you know, Megan and I normally have a chance to speak before the show and discuss what we're going to talk about, or if we have a guest, we'll look at the guest's website, we'll check out their classes, and really get to know them. Today, on the other hand, since she was away last week and I've been busy, we did not plan anything. And so it's perfect that we're talking about being in the moment because that is exactly how we created this show for you. I showed up about 20 minutes before airtime and said... You know what, Megan? the only thing that popped into my head was being present and you know, really just extracting whatever you can from the moment and finding your own happiness. And she was saying how she just read an article about um, the changing status that we seem to have of happiness. And she'll tell you more about that, and we'll get into this topic more. But I just thought it was perfect. So you know, we're going to relate this to business and how to overcome that feeling of that you're not where you should be or that you're you're living in future results that you haven't experienced yet, even if you know they're coming. Or maybe you're stuck in the past. You have some trauma that has been going on that's kind of dragging you down. So we're going to talk about how to get present, how to get happy. And if you want to talk to us, then you can call in. Our number is 347-308-8788. Or if you're in the chat room, you can type your question in there and we'll answer it from there. So however you're listening, you can get in touch with us and we would love to connect with you. So Megan, that article sounded really interesting. Do you want to give us a synopsis of it and what it said?
1: Well, the article was uh, an excerpt from a book called Deep Economy by Bill McKibben. And I have not actually read the book yet. I just came across the material today. And I really liked it. And what it talked about was our, our rapidly growing economy and how much everything has changed material-wise, I guess I would say, especially over the past 40, 50 years. Uh, how 50 years ago people lived a bit more simply. They lived a lot of times in 1,000-square-foot house with three, four, five kids and one bathroom, and now so so many parts of the country are McMansions and and so forth. And and the article talked about how quickly this change has happened, and perhaps that we haven't as a a humanity thought that through so much. Um, Because it mentioned how for 4,000 years, a couple thousand years before Christ to, to after, um, their quality of life didn't change a whole lot. They didn't really discover or make big uh, leaps in in uh, technology. And then in the 1800s, we had someone over in England discover uh, how to make a steam engine, and we were off and running. And, hey, look at this, we can move <laughs> around the country, we can move around the world, and, and it all just spiraled in the last couple hundred years. But the article talked about, in the end, how. We, we as as a society, especially in the Western part of the world, we're not all that happy. And even 40 years ago, this country, the United States, was number one for happiness. And within 20 years, it fell to number eight. And apparently, today, we're like 23rd in the world for happiness. And yet, we have the most material wealth. You know, so what does that mean? I, I thought it was just fascinating. And, and so what does happiness mean? And, and why is a society with all this stuff, and we keep striving for more stuff, we're not all that happy?
2: Yeah. Well, I just, it reminds me of your story right now. You know, and you're, as you grew spiritually, you decided that you wanted to reevaluate your life. And, you know, you've done the whole big house uh expensive stuff thing and not that you were even really ever into that it's just kind of what you did and as you've started to grow you've wanted to downsize and so i don't think there has to be an inverse relationship to like material wealth versus happiness or spirituality but it does seem like if we bury ourselves in stuff You know, maybe that there's something else going on, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
2: and I think what I was thinking of when you were talking about that and what I was thinking of when I came over today was that we get to choose how we feel. So it's not the results that we're planning on having in the future for our business or our life that is going to make us happy. It's, we think it is, right? Yeah. Just like we think, when we think we get that big car or that big house or the raise, we think that's going to free us up and that's going to make us happier, but it's really not. It doesn't matter how big your business is, it doesn't matter how big your bank account is, if you're not willing to be happy now, nothing outside of you is going to change that.
1: That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. keep. Yeah, we keep looking outside of us, uh, thinking that, like you said, a particular item or or position is going to do it. So what do you think makes people happy? I mean, happiness is what? It's a feeling of contentment. You know, how do we define happiness, do you think?
2: I think of happiness in in terms of feeling words as, like, I'm feeling at home in myself and in the world. So I have like a little piece of Rachel with me at all times. I feel comfortable and I feel excited. Like I can see the beauty of the world and the possibility of the world. I think everybody would use different words maybe to describe their own happiness. Mm-hmm. But from my observations of what actually causes happiness, it's acceptance of the moment, you know, and allowing your own energy to come channeling through you like allowing yourself and your connection to be there because the more I allow that connection to come through so like my soul energy my you know and source energy to come through me the happier I get but it also correlates to how accepting I am of everything in the moment like if my car breaks I'm I don't I don't go into a negative mood. I choose to just see it as it is and to remain happy. And I think when we, you know, and it's hard sometimes. We don't want to choose happiness sometimes. I don't know what that is. but Do you know what I mean? It's like, I almost feel like it takes maturity to be happy because we have to get over the fact that it's not going to look like what we wanted it to look like. We have to kind of give up that, you know, bright, shiny, everything's perfect vision and just look around us and see the beauty and see the love and that imperfections is kind of part of why we're on Earth. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. It reminds me of uh, flying a couple of days ago. We were flying out of um, Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, we didn't have a whole lot to do, so we ended up at the airport much earlier than we needed to, hoping to maybe catch another flight not knowing that Jacksonville has two different airlines that flies out of it, that's it. Oh, man. (laughs) About (laughs) 10 flights a day. Oh, okay. So uh, so we had a number of hours to kill, like five hours to to kill. And then um, when we did finally walk down to the gate area an hour or so before our flight, we see that it's delayed because a big thunderstorm had come through. And we heard that and heard the crack and then we found out, oh, our flight's delayed and we had very little time. We were connecting in Washington, D.C. and we had very little time. So the woman at the gate said, you're not going to make your next flight, even though we just spent all day waiting (laughs) for this flight. Um, And I think even a few years ago, I would have been so stressed out. And I thought, okay, okay. Well, what are our options? So we asked her, and she said, well, we could rebook you for tomorrow, or you can at least get to Washington, and then if you don't make that next flight, you need to stay over. And I said, well, do we have to pay for that? And she's like, yes, you do, because it's weather. So we we just weighed our options, and we said, all right, well, let's just go. And I had this gut feeling that we would make it and everything would be okay, but um, it was such a great opportunity to just accept the moment make a choice based on these options, and then relax. And so then we had time to read and sit and people watch. And um, I was mentioning to Rachel earlier, we saw an interesting couple that had a cat that traveled with them everywhere, and this cat um, had a broken back, and so the the lower half of the cat was completely paralyzed. And interesting to watch that family and, and what they did. So just being in that present moment and just accepting it. And and not getting all upset. And kind of funny to watch the other people are all whipped up. and Yeah. And we ended up making the next flight. We ran. And even our luggage made it. And everything was fine. And we were home at
2: midnight like we thought we'd be. And that's the perfect example right there. Because you can observe, okay, same circumstances, different reaction. You stayed in your happy zone. Or at least not stressed out zone. And you got to see other people choosing a different story. Did it make their life easier? No. Right. You know, and it's not like a judgment. You, you can choose however you want to feel, but if what you're wanting to feel is happiness, it, you, know, you, you know that you, you have to pick it. It doesn't just fall into your lap. It's not something that you'll achieve someday by doing something or having something happen to you. It's available to you all the time, and... When you're happy, you get to see other things that can make you happy. It's like you can choose whatever vibration you want to live in and your opportunities, your perception is going to be that vibration. So perhaps if you weren't being happy, if you were getting stressed out, you got off the plane, you're like, ah, we'll never make it. Let's not even bother running, right? Right. You
1: would have missed your mm-hmm. plane. We probably would have, instead mm-hmm. we... Um We had a strategy between the three of us, and I actually went ahead, and uh, perhaps teaching all those spin classes, I I was ready to start down the the hallway of the airport and tell them to wait, wait, wait for my husband and my daughter, because they had um, carry-on luggage that took some time to get, because um, they had to check it at the gate and so forth. So our strategy worked out, and yeah, it was pretty funny, but um, yeah, we, we had a good laugh about it, and we figured, well, otherwise, perhaps we'll see D.C. in the morning, and and uh, yeah. there might have been an opportunity there,
2: who knows. Mm-hmm. You know, and that cat. Yeah. It was moving around. It wasn't just sulking in the corner. No. That's no. really awesome. Yeah. I love right. that. Yep. So a lot of you who are listening are very intuitive, right? You know your potential. You know there are great things ahead for you. Possibly you knew you would just never have to worry about money, that money would always flow to you and that you could change the world and help everybody out. I grew up like that too, you know, and I, I felt almost a burden by my potential. I felt like it was something really heavy that I had to do and I couldn't really figure out why I felt so heavy if what I was supposed to be was this light bringer, right? I know a lot of you can relate to that, but What I had to do in order to tap into that potential and to start living in a way that I wanted to live, which was happy and light and free and abundant, was I had to just stop putting my attention on the future, on the results that I could create, and honestly just extract every single bit of joy and happiness out of each moment that I could. And if it wasn't there to be had, if it just If there was someone I was working with who just wouldn't, I couldn't really get to joy while working with them, or there was an activity that I had in my day that just didn't fit in with that vibration, I just had to let it go. And I know that that sounds maybe a little bit abstract, but when I really got present and I really took stock of what was in my life, I was able to see what would allow me to get to that future that I really wanted and what was holding me back. And if you are able to do that, then you'll get to see exactly how the future is going to come to you and how it's not. And I think if you can be really honest and be really present, you'll do yourself a huge service in getting to that you know, possible future that you've been feeling for a long time.
1: Hmm awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, when people are in a situation they don't want to be in, it can sometimes be hard to find that joy. I I think our guest a few weeks ago, Sue Erda from the Powerful You Network, she's fabulous in in the fact that she talks so much about gratitude. And even with that networking group, and I run a chapter here in Connecticut, we end every meeting with a gratitude share, and I think that's a, a helpful thing. I know I've, we've done it now and then, even at home after dinner. You know, what was good about your day? <laughs> we think too much about what was not good about our day, and instead just just appreciate that. You know, what is good? Well, the lights are on. We've I mean, been through so many storms here in Connecticut over the last two years. I'm still grateful every day for electricity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can be. Yeah. It's true. Simple
2: things. Absolutely. You know, because that's why we're here. We're, if we wanted to just have an amazing, all the time, great, fantastic experience, we wouldn't be on earth. We're here for a reason. Nobody's here against their will. We all chose to come here and we get an experience here that we don't get anywhere else. Like, We have actual trees outside. We have a ground that we can walk on. We have air to breathe. We have bodies that we're in. And no matter what your challenge is or where you're feeling stuck, if you can put your attention on what you're grateful for, that's such a great bridge experience to real transformation because gratitude for exactly what is, even if it's something you maybe would have judged negatively last week, it's here. You can't really fight with it. And if you try to fight with it, it's just going to stick around longer. So I love what Bashar says. Bashar says that, you know, feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, or feeling anything that you don't really want to feel is just resistance that you're feeling to your amazing life that is waiting for you. It's just resistance. Hmm. You're just resisting what is. You're Mm -hmm. resisting the past. So if you can just take in and accept whatever you've got going on, because you created it anyway for a reason, because you're no dum-dum, right? Everything in your life is your creation and it's there for a reason. So if you stop judging it and just accept it, you'll move more quickly through it because you won't be resisting it anymore. We follow as spirits living in bodies, the path of least resistance. So if you just think about it that way, we're already in the river. We're already in the river heading towards the ocean of our ultimate lives, our ultimate potential and happiness. If we stop clinging to the side because we're scared or we feel stuck, we'll realize we're really moving really fast. Mm-hmm. I tell this to Megan all the time. <laughs> she thinks she's like hanging onto the side, but... I see her totally differently and even in my own journey it's like you know I think about the past year and a half and how much I've grown and it didn't really feel that fast when I was going through it but now that I'm out of it a little bit I can look back and say wow that was crazy I can't believe that that happened you know give yourself some credit what do you love about yourself what is going great You know, what can you be grateful for?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, well, so that book, um, The Deep Economy, was was interesting in that everything is moving so quickly. um, But do you think as a humanity we've we've overlooked the basics here? Or, you know, what is going on at, at this time where... It seems like we've got all this creature comfort and so forth um, and and even looking at social media, it's like, oh my gosh, we can stay connected to all these people, and yet, when you go to say the airport and look at people, mm-hmm. everyone's got their face in a phone, and nobody's talking to each other. yeah, do you think that's where some of the unhappiness is that we're we're not connecting one on one anymore? We feel this urge to mass connect
2: or I don't know. It's interesting because it's like the more we create physically, the more products that are out there and services, the less happy we are because there's just more to replace that. You know, if there's more stuff out there then we think that we need the more stuff to fill us up, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just creating more distractions basically. Um, but we're creating that. So as a humanity, as a species, as a collective, we're creating that more stuff. So the more outside we look, the more outside stuff will appear. Um, and, I don't, and I think there's this thing that happens here. When our awareness goes up, we see more dysfunction. It doesn't mean that more exists. It just means that now we're more aware of it. So that's why we're seeing more violence now. We're seeing more uh, dysfunctional families and politics and all sorts of stuff. It's not because there's more in existence now. It's just because we're seeing it for the first time. You know, all the presidents passed. They just didn't tell us. They just weren't leaked on, right? Like, it was still there. They were still spying on us and doing all these horrible things, um, And so it's really just the first step to our big, massive change. You know, we're seeing what's going on. We're able to respond to it now from a different place, from a higher consciousness. And so perhaps we're all going to look at that 23rd placement in happiness and really ask ourselves, like, what is going to make us happy? What do we want? How often do we actually think about that?
1: Yeah. You know,
2: like, what do we want our lives to be? it's not that easy to answer sometimes. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever think about that?
1: Oh, I do. Yeah. (laughs) But of course, you know, I question even the bigger questions of, you know, who are we and why are we here? We know that we're talking to each other, and yet we don't truly, totally know what that is. So it's it's fascinating to me that we're aware but not aware. I'm still... Still wrestling with the idea of, you know, we, we come here and we forget and to remember.
2: Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> it's a perfect little game. <laughs>
1: it is a game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. But it's a fun game. So a lot of people who are really intuitive and who probably listen to this have that experience of feeling like they want to go home at some point. You know, we all get that, I just want to go home. Um, And, you know, that's a classic example of resisting where you are now, Mm. right? I went through that. It's totally normal. But, you know, this is great. Living is great. And even if you're in a spot right now where that doesn't apply to you or you don't feel the same way, as you start to change your perspective and to see the things that you do enjoy and to leave behind the things that you don't, you literally change realities. So... I know a lot of people going through spiritual awakenings will look around them and see a whole mass of people who are still asleep that annoy them, right? Like you don't want to talk to them anymore or just them being around you and you seeing them bums you out because you feel like we have so far to go. Um, well, if you just you know, keep your eye on your own paper and try to find some people who are like you, you know, online or wherever you have to go, pretty soon, those other people won't even really exist for you. You really do change realities. You know, you don't have to put up with the other people forever. You don't have to put up with uh, the things that you don't like that are in your life right now. If you can really just change your focus onto to who you are, what you enjoy, what you're grateful for, and allow that to shape your reality, it will seriously change. You know, it's I can't even tell you the last time I talked to someone I didn't want to talk to. It just doesn't happen. And I'm not annoyed by people. I was at one point when I was first going through that. You know, I think everyone goes through that phase Mm -hmm. of like, why isn't everybody like me? (laughs) But, yeah, choose, choose, choose. I think that's maybe the theme of today. You get to choose. How do you want to feel? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's very true. Um, if you have a question for us today or just want to say hello or you'd like reading, you can call in at 347-308-8788. We would love to hear from you. So, um, you know, we, you and I, I know, read an interesting book called Busting Loose from the Money Game. Uh-huh. And. We should have a whole show on (laughs) on that book. I think we need to give everybody homework. Maybe we'll put that on our website. We do have soulfulpreneur.com with two L's in the full. And you can go on there and, and sign up for our newsletter list. And we may actually create a little book club up there. But the ideas covered in that book... Uh, well, that book rattled me a Mm -hmm. bit, but the whole idea that, yes, we're creating our own reality and that this is all sort of a holographic um, reality that we're creating with our thoughts and our beliefs, Um, boy, it feels awfully real, whatever real (laughs) means, right? Yeah. So I I just remember being a little confused by, um, like you were talking about, the people that, in our life and and that you choose to spend time with really people who are higher vibration and and so forth but um, what do you think of of the thoughts in that book where he says that all the other characters in our world were telling them what to say or you know that that concept of um, because I think we're trying to choose happiness and why are we choosing to put all these crappy people in front of us well
2: because it's all a reflection Mm. and so I do believe that we tell other people what to say. Um, And, you know, you've probably had this experience where you remember saying something different than what someone else is telling you. They're like, no, you said this. I was there. You really did say it. And you're like, whoa, no, I didn't. I have no idea what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. Everybody's had that experience. I have too. And they really think they're right. And you really think you're right. And so what if, You're both right. Mm -hmm. What if you heard them say something different because that's what you told them to say? Mm -hmm. You know, everything's a reflection. If you're fighting with yourself on the inside, someone else is probably going to pick a fight with you. If you're feeling insecure, someone's going to point out the very thing that you're insecure about. And it's all just to show us what we're made of. You know, it's a mirror. What is inside of you? That's what's going to show up on the outside. Mm -hmm. And so if you're warring with yourself, you're going to look at the news and see war. If you're upset about a pimple that you have on your face, you're probably going to draw attention to your pimple. You know, it's like, and if you're feeling abundant and grateful and happy and joyous, then those are the people who are going to be in your life. And that's what's going to show up in your bank account. And, it's as simple as that, and it's as complicated as that, because I know that doesn't always sound simple. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That's my view on it anyway, Mm. and it's my experience too.
1: So yeah, so I think that um, I I remember reading something by Mike Dooley, uh, or maybe it was an interview I was listening to with him, and, and he was talking about happiness or suddenly being more aware of his life and that he wasn't where he wanted to be but he wasn't sure sure where to go next. And I, I loved his advice because he said, Well, I, I looked around at, at the options I had and like none of them were very good, so I took the least sucky one. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that because at least it's motion, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in a job that you don't like, what's your next option? Is there something you can change or if there's something in your business that's not working those little steps of choosing the, the next least sucky definitely step towards more happiness and yeah happiness,
2: so, yeah Bashar says choose the most exciting option you've got right and mm-hmm. the same less sucky mm-hmm. is a start
1: because
2: yeah. nothing is exciting you a lot of people can't access joy they just they don't know what it is they can't get there so what is the better feeling that you can experience in the meantime mm-hmm. you know if you all you know is trauma and hate and abuse what can you cling to can you watch a funny movie and start to laugh and get your vibration up there like we can do something to improve our world and our own reality and our happiness level you just have to start where you are, right? Accept where you are and go from there.
1: Absolutely.
2: And don't try to jump,
1: <laughs> right? Like. But what about for the impatient people like me? I
2: know. I was with a client this morning and he's in a place that a lot of us go to. I I think every person alive has been there where we just we feel our potential. And we want to be there and we want to just kind of ignore where we are now, but... We're we're where we are now for a reason. I went through many years of depression and not knowing what I was doing, not knowing why this stuff was happening to me that was happening to me. But I tried to do my best to just be there. I knew I was sad for a reason. I wouldn't let my parents give me medication. I knew just in my being that all right, if I'm depressed, I'm depressed. And that's just what I need to be right now. And something came out of that. You know, if you're feeling abused, if that's really what you're feeling in the moment, allow yourself to experience it. If you're feeling put upon, feel it. Allow your body to have that experience and then move on Mm -hmm. when it's no longer there. You know, use it up. (laughs) That's a big part of the Busting Loose book as well. Just if you're experiencing an emotion, whatever it is, just experience it, and then it will have served its purpose, and you'll be freed up to move on. You know, getting present is not just not jumping ahead; it's also not living in the past.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And in the busting loose from the money game book, you know, he has that in the title, the money game, but it's really the life game. I Mm. mean, he, I think, you know, he had to call it something, (laughs) and money is. the top of so many people's minds but I I often do use um, what he calls the process and, and I've done that on and off for a couple of years now where you know, maybe I'm feeling anxious about something or really down or anxiety is a great one because if you just let yourself like okay I feel anxious so just dive into the mm-hmm. anxiety like feel it feel it feel it feel it and then it's amazing how you, you run out of it yeah like you can only sustain that feeling of anxiety I mean, you you certainly can keep avoiding it and and feeling it lightly, and I think that stretches it. But if you just feel it until you run out of it and accept it for what it is, and I think anxiety is an interesting one because
2: a lot of that
1: stems from, I think you're telling yourself, wow, I can't handle whatever I'm feeling anxious about. Like, oh, I'm I'm anxious if I'm not going to make that next flight. Um, like this past weekend where instead it's like, well, I'm capable of making a reservation at a hotel, getting a ride from the airport over to a hotel and getting into bed and sleeping and coming back to the airport again. I'm, I'm actually capable of doing all those things. So why am I letting myself feel so anxious when in the end, it's pretty basic and you just walk through those steps and move forward. So
2: That's very true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So don't assume that you can't handle... 's coming because you
2: can you can. we always do. Yeah, we're all still here, right? If you're listening, then you're
1: still here, and all the horrible things that have happened in the past you did get through. True. yeah.
2: And we are unbreakable. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
2: we're We're not, you know, we don't actually die when we die, and we're really just light beings, although we're not quite experiencing that yet where, you know, something can just go through us and we don't bleed, we're we're getting there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so fascinating. But we can only get there in the moment. Right. Right? And even as we're talking about this show, um, it, this is the longest show we've experienced so far, in my mind. I keep looking over at the uh, time and a Minute's gone by, or two minutes goes gone by, and normally we're like racing through, and before we know it it's over, and I don't want it to end, and it's just our perception is so cool, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. just time is so arbitrary. it's what we decide to take out of it. I love that.
1: yeah, I love well, that so much. time, the way measure has only been around a few hundred years since we've had watches and so forth. I mean there was always cycles that people were aware of the, the sun comes up the sun goes down the seasons change and so forth but time isn't really real it's, you're, you're in the now all the time mm-hmm. like it's always now. Like it's now 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 <laughs> now at three o'clock when we started it's still now mm-hmm. so um yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, time in our society is just a convenience, really, so that people can connect at a particular moment and be in the same location at once, but yeah, yeah, it's still now. It is still now. <laughs> I love that.
2: I notice that most when I'm um, doing readings for people, I do them ahead of time at my desk and... I can do a whole reading in two minutes before a call, and it's just time stops when I'm doing that. It's just the coolest thing. So, well, of course, time doesn't stop. I'm just, I'm just taking more from the moment, of course. But I love this show. Yeah. It's great. So if you have a question or you want a reading, you can call us at 347-308-8788 and press 1 if you're on the phone and you want to talk to us. That number again is 347-308-8788 and then press 1. So where are we going from here, Megan? I don't know. What but do you think? I want to know what you guys out there are thinking. What is tripping you up about this? I know like the master of living in the moment is Eckhart Tolle. He has The Power of Now, the book. He did life class with... Um, Oprah and Oprah really gave him a platform and he changed millions and millions of lives I think the most that I took from him other than his general vibration of just being present is when people say they can't clear their mind or they can't meditate he has this amazing trick and if you just ask yourself in your mind what is the next thought I'm going to think It's clear. Because you're waiting for the answer. Nothing comes up. And I've helped so many people just with that one line that he's given me. What is the next thought I'm going to think? And that instantly people can clear their minds. Mm -hmm. I think it's so fabulous. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. You know, because we're taught if we want to be more in the moment, just meditate. Just meditate. But so many people find that to be really difficult. So if you're wanting to be more in the moment, or meditate more, definitely check out Eckhart Tolle. We can add him to our little book club, Mm -hmm. and he's just fabulous. Though, be careful, because if you listen to his audio book, he's very monotone, Mm -hmm. so I can't listen to him in the car or anything, but (laughs) (laughs) it's so true. Um, But his written stuff and, and his audio is really great if you can hear his voice for that long. Just... If you're on audible.com, press the preview before you buy the book. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So what do you think that is when you say, you know, what's the next thought I'm going to think? Does that make your mind just sort of free?
2: All right. It seems it, yeah. It's yeah. Like you're
1: at attention.
2: You're asking yourself a question of when is the next thought you're going to think. And so you're waiting for the answer. But there's no answer because you're actually aware. You're present.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Wayne Dyer, I think, calls it creating a gap or being in the gap of between the words. Yeah. You know, and and when you start to feel that, even if it's just for a few seconds, you can feel the expansion. You feel yourself growing, getting bigger.
1: Fascinating. Yay. So we um we do have uh, someone who has a question. So, um this uh person is from area code 210. So, we're going to put you on. Hello 210.
3: Hey, ladies. It's Roxanne. How are you?
1: Hi. Hey, good. How
2: are you?
3: I'm wonderful. I was listening to the thing about the time and now, and I want to give you a term that I kind of came across. It Me? is two words, two words combined into one. The first word is sequential, and the second word is simultaneous. So time is sequentialtaneous. It's cool. all happening in the same time in a sequential idea. Isn't that cool? (laughs) Yeah. Because I always look at time and it's like, wow, if everything is now, well, what about this? What about this? But it's sequentially happening to us as we choose in the now. And in the now is available any of the sequential, let's say, choices are available to us, whether they're forward, backwards, left, or right, up or down, or in a circumference, or clockwise or counterclockwise. Time is so malleable and I'm just like, I love the now because it's now. And we can look at any now in a sequential sequence to understand ourselves passing through time and not being in time in that fashion. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> I think I'm just bad. No. Yeah, yeah, that
1: was you're great. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes my little analytical brain hurt <laughs> a little bit <laughs> as I try. And I sometimes I feel like, we're sticking our face into a fishbowl, and and we're looking at any one particular thread in that fishbowl. Like, but time itself is just that the whole bowl in general, and we're we're just super good at focusing on one particular track. Because I guess it gets tricky when I read stuff about um, past lives, when that they write and say that all your past lives happen simultaneously. Yeah, right now, because they're all in the right now. Map.
3: Right, you're rubbing no. elbows with your past and your future self.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
3: But in in and of itself, even if we're focusing on a particular idea or a particular thread or a particular tunnel of time, isn't that in and of itself experience, which is why we're here to remember, to find our own in particular truth and all the truths that are available? So it's awesome either way. <laughs> Again, there's no wrongs anyway, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, Yeah. we get to pick what frame of the movie we want to see right yeah. now. Right. Yeah. And,
3: and, and whatever the one that is, like you said, exciting that, you know, you know. I, I like what you said about depression. I'm depressed. Awesome. Be depressed. Understand yeah. depression. Be that experience. And when you're done with it, move on because now you understand it in its totality as part of all it is. And now you pick your next highest excitement in the moment to follow. It doesn't mean you have to go back in time and be obligated to that moment in time because it's a new moment in the now. Oh, man, you could play with this one forever. Yeah. (laughs) Right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's tickling me, too. I feel all tickled inside. Tickled
1: by
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cool, Roxy.
1: Yeah, I you know I've rem- I've always been you know I was raised pretty analytical and so forth. And I've talked about that before, and um, and yet I remember when I was a little kid talking with some friend and just saying that you know I think when we die we know everything, and it was a pretty strong thing to say being a little kid. Um, I, I don't know why I thought that. It was almost like I had a glimmer of well, you knew, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I developed a terrible fear of
3: death mm-hmm. <laughs> soon after. Right. <laughs> and I think and I think death is an absolutely uh, profound experience because I think when you die, you go home. You remember everything. So it's, to me, it's like an a, expansion and it should be celebrated and not mourned because you're done with the... I think if you die, you're done with the experience you came here to learn and then you go back Look at it again, and then choose to come back in a different form or same path at any particular time in the now to continue remembering yourself through the experience of God, which is right around us all the time. You know, I think we're. I love death because. It, oh, here, put it this way: if you're not afraid of death, you would never be afraid of life. I guarantee you that, and that right. would enrich the bubble of your life in that in and of itself, because there's no fear of death, and then you will go at life. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's Again, it's yeah. perspective.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, and we all have one, which is pretty I cool. I love it.
3: Yeah, because then I get to reflect from you. You get to reflect from me. You get to see all that is. I get to see all that is, and all we do is experience all that is and remember mm-hmm. more of what we are all as one. Each individual fabric woven in this wonderful tapestry of life just for the simplicity of experiencing, you know, to remember, to enrich ourselves. So yeah, speak your joy because I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. So
1: and how's your radio show
3: going? Seems like you're having oh, fun. Oh, it's it's awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's doing well. You know, I had Karen on last week. She co-hosted with me. Philip the week before. I was on Philip's show, and then I was on Karen's show. Karen had that author. Um, I can't remember his last name, uh, and he wrote the uh, book *American Beta*, and that was really a really thing about the Hindu and how the effects of the uh, Hindu world on spirituality came to America to, you know, term the the uh, term actual spir- spirituality and also like an oversoul type of idea. So it was it was really a great aspect on humanity and its growth. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So, but yeah, it's it's going awesome, Lawson.
1: Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So, You're yeah, welcome. That idea of Oversoul is, is fascinating. I know I got led, I can't quite remember, but um, to the Seth material, and, and there's a lot there by Jane Roberts about the Oversoul, and we
2: could go on and on all about that. Yeah, we definitely could, mm-hmm. yeah. So,
1: yeah,
3: the, what, what was the name? of the the ex, Something of the Oversoul 7 experience or of the Oversoul
1: 7? The edu- edu- Education of Oversoul 7. Education.
2: And then I think yeah, it was a education.
1: further edition of Over Soul 7 was another book. And then there's another one about time, but I can't remember the title of that, by Jane Roberts, but, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've been reading yeah. some of the early, the material that they released a few years ago that was all of their channel material before they started writing the Seth books. Right. Especially as Seth is just getting to know... Jane and Robert and so forth. Pretty interesting. Robert, stuff. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that was like, uh, man, that's like in the 60s and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, late 60s, early 70s um, when, yeah, this right. stuff was not really talked about, you know. So, and
2: now it's but, everywhere. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Right, Especially
2: so we're catching we up it. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know my and boyfriend it, was asking me. Like why there isn't proof of ETs, and I was just like, well, there's proof, but you have to look for it. You know, you you have exactly. to want to engage with it, and then there's tons of proof. So, if you want to be happy, right? If we're wanting a certain experience, then go find it, mm-hmm. get it for yourself. Yeah, you no, know, be it. And like and
3: you said, I think it was what you said, one of you said earlier. If you look in every now, there's always a higher experience or a high experience for that what you are urging yourself to, to experience. So if you truly want to understand ETs and that's in you and it's a thought in you, then the reality is available for you in the now. Just find it. Like you said, yeah. look for it because it's there. Yep. It has to be, otherwise you wouldn't have had the thought to even consider it.
2: Exactly. You,
3: know, you, weren't, you weren't ready for that experience and your current understanding of yourself. You know, oh, good stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's
1: very true. What an amazing
2: world we live in.
3: Yep. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trade it for, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, I think this is it. This, this, is, this is the glory of it all. Mm-hmm. Being alive, experiencing. No matter how many times we come back, if we come back, or whatever the true idea of what it is, but then again, you know, I was going to say what the truth is. But then again, the truth is always, always, always subjective. Yeah. It's always going to be your truth. It's never going to be a absolute, because that would even infringe upon free will to a point of conditioning. And love is unconditional. So I think we get to play in the radio games as our own truth to realize through all of our fractal selves what it's all about in our yeah. own individual subjective point of view.
2: Exactly, yeah. everybody is entitled to their own reality because everyone has their own reality, and they're all valid. Right. Yeah, that's the point.
3: And if, it, if you, yeah, and if you look at that other reality as God creating itself in that form of that expression, then all of a sudden you realize the beauty of the world instead of the hindrance of the world.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, it's all about how you're perceiving your reality. And yeah. I think that's part of waking yeah. up. That's part of the journey. That's part of the idea of separation to remember, you know, your journey home, which you truly never left because you never were separated. So the illusion that tells you're separated. I'm babbling now, so pardon me. <laughs>
2: it's okay. It's good. See, we're in the moment today. It's perfect.
3: <laughs> oh, the moment is so fun, isn't it? So much yes. to play in there. It's
0: like, <laughs> well,
3: and it's funny how we all, and uh, you know, again, I'm I'm saying we all because I'm sure – Uh, We've all experienced this at one point or another in the now that you're always focused on an object or a goal or an idea or a plan to create out of what we deemed as security or accomplishment or success and uh, fear of failure or whatever. And how many nows we truly skipped over that had a revelation that was just awe-inspiring to bring you home, but again, it's all in its perfect timing according to what you can are able to understand. So now that we are more in the now, isn't the now awesome? <laughs> I g- exactly. I guess I'm
2: trying to- <laughs> yes. Well, that's what kind of we were talking about. In that you may have an idea of what your future is going to bring you, but if you're creating a plan to get there instead of living in the moment, um, to receive the path, right? Like to receive the way there to become the way there, then you're yeah. going gonna to miss it. You're going to postpone right. it for yourself.
3: Because if everything is created now, then all of your thoughts of, of joy and ecstasy and happiness are already there. But if you, rele- or you re- uh, make a relationship to the, what the idea of limitation tells you as a truth that's not yours, although you may not deem it as that, tells you how to achieve that then you are truly missing the abundance that lies around you and i'm not just of course talking financial i'm talking about all the abundance available to us mm-hmm. and you really miss that path because we are always trying to achieve to the paradigm of success or failure education status a doctorate degree to hang on the wall to gather dust or whatever You know, instead of being the experience of it all, and that, your soul, in that idea urges you to find yourself through everything that has already been created, you're the one in time catching up to it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's already there, you know? There's nothing that's not there for you. If you follow your assignment, you will always be in the bosom of grace and that idea of happiness, because it's always there. You're not going to short-sell yourself your choices from the past that show you the negativity has been the choices of the limitation. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Amen,
0: sister. (laughs) Welcome, sister. (laughs) um,
1: That we're catching up to ourselves. That's interesting. Yeah. That's kind of a fun way to look at it.
3: Yeah, because I, you know, I got that when I was reading Seth. Um, You know, it's like this was created a long time ago. In time, you are experiencing your nows you've already created. And then it popped into my mind, oh, I'm catching up to myself. I've created all of this for me to experience, and I'm journeying to express and experience the aspects of humanity, of God in creation, which is this, you know, the gift of life itself in this aspect. And as we journey, we wake up more and more to who we are in sequential lifetimes in that fashion, and we learn certain ideas of experience, but we take our, quote, our time to do it in in that fashion of experiencing time in and of itself, which is another aspect of all that is, because I know in the spirit world idea, there is no time. Everything is now, and you're just focusing. But here we're seeming like there's time, but then again, that's a gift in my idea because I have time. <laughs> you know, exactly. if I yeah. look at it from a different, way, if I look at it from a different way, then I'm not wasting time. Then I'm using time. that time is an ally for me to experience. Then you know, it doesn't become a problem. You know, I yeah. don't have to get old in time. I'm I'm just in time to understand time. I'm not going to deem it to anything in particular, like, oh, I can't wait till that happens. Well, that's going to happen, so I can be now in order for that to happen. Yeah. Hmm.
1: That, I that was kind of fun. <laughs> I remember um, a while ago, a, a number of years ago, when my kind of awakening was happening, um, one of the first... Uh, new friends that came into my life with someone who was a christian scientist and, and i didn 't know anything about christian science and, um, and so I started to explore that and really the essence of of that religion is it's just very basic spiritual at the end of course there's some dogma and and some you know personal whatever thrown in there by mary baker uh, Eddy, who who wrote that material but um, she introduced me to that concept of, um, okay, I lost my train of thought here. I'm Christian saying, oh, of <laughs> aging. Of aging. And that there was a story um, of a woman who uh, had some sort of accident and, and she wasn't fully aware of herself for a number, like a long time, like from her 20s until she kind of woke up in her 70s. And that she hadn't really aged because she wasn't aware that she should age, you know? Bingo. So, I That's always it. find that kind of fascinating, like, when I look around, and, you know, the reason that my, I now need reading glasses is because I saw my dad needed reading glasses in his 40s, and so now I need them. You know, are we creating? Right. that? I, I don't know, and my hair is getting gray right. because I'm such and such an age. Right. I, and
3: uh, Okay, now let me give you the perspective for Ramta. Ramta says the only reason why you get older is because you've chosen, you've chosen to be older. In other words, he says there's a death hormone that enacts when you realize you have to get older. And then it tells the telenomers in your DNA to break down over the years until it stops regenerating in a fashion and then you die. But he goes, that is only a perceived relief, and that's why old people, when they see old people around them, they think that they have to get old. Oh, I must be losing my hearing since I didn't hear something. And then somebody on the outside treats them as they're old, so they become old because they're... Their uh, surroundings are telling them are old. I mean, think about it. If you saw an older guy in a walker, you know, all of a sudden get up and start to dance, you're going, what are you doing? What are you doing? I got you. You know, be careful. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he has to be old because you're telling him he has to be old and he believes he's old, so he acts old, and then his body becomes what his belief is, you know. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. Rafa said all of us truly lived seven, eight, nine hundred years literally you know, when you were 100, you just came out of your infancy in a way, you know. And, you know, teenagers was like three, 400 years because we chose to live that long, but we don't have to. And now if you can really look around the world, look how much longer we are living. I mean, you know, there's an average age of 120 to 125 that these people are dying in Japan. That's their average death. It's not 70, 80 years old. It's well into their 100s. Because Mm -hmm. they're knowing they don't have to make that choice anymore. So isn't that funny how we perceive we must get older? So just to tie that in, actually when my birthday comes up, I'm going to actually be 46 because I'm going to count down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not going to get older. I'm going to get younger until I'm just not going to celebrate birthdays. I mean, it's like buying a burial plot. Are you going to die? Maybe. Do you need to die? I don't think so. But if you buy a barrel plot, then you're assuring your death. (laughs) Yeah. You know.
2: I just like to touch my my spirit self and just think like, wow, I I can't even imagine when I was actually thirty two. Like I am a tiny little sliver of a baby right now, and it's great, you know. I don't feel love that. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm billions, like, (laughs) it's pretty neat if you just, I love that, counting backwards, you just don't have to buy into it, you know, because it's not real.
3: Right. Can we choose our truth to view life from a different perspective of our own understanding? Of course. So if age is one of those things you do not want to experience in this lifetime, then why can't that be experienced? Because if it's in, if it's conceivable, then it's perceivable. I, I wholeheartedly
0: believe that. Yeah. So, and if yeah. you're out
2: there listening and you want a like a introduction to this um epigenetics talk, you can read Bruce lifton I've not actually read the book, but I've heard him speak on it, The Science of Belief um or the Biology of Belief, sorry. Biology of Belief.
3: Yeah, yeah, Biology yeah, that's of right. Belief.
2: Yeah, he's he's got a really good way of explaining this and and you know and how it it's even science-based, like you were saying, with the telomeres and everything. It's our beliefs, our perceptions really shape our genetics and how our bodies work. So it's it's been proven. It's not just conjecture anymore.
3: Right. Yeah, I'm so Love glad it. quantum physics is bringing stuff to the table that really, really is proving what we have been saying for a very long time.
2: I know, you yeah. Know? Nice. Take a little it, bit of the emerges, pressure off
3: sometimes.
2: Emerges. Sure, yeah. Because
3: okay, Mr. Logical, here's the book. Here's Nassim. Nassim is a you know a quantum physics powerhouse. He says this. Go ahead and dance with that for a while. Either way, I love you. Just go and play in your field. You know. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, I remember reading, and I haven't read all of the Seth material by any means, but I remember reading a couple of the first books there, and and Seth talking about the blinking universe. i was like, what? <laughs> Everything's blinking? <laughs> but then Oh yeah, yeah. blinking in realities. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it's
1: pretty fascinating. <laughs> so, yeah, the edge I, I, I don't
3: know that. Which one was that? Um, I don't think that was in Well, part of that was in Seth speaks, but I think there was more in the unknown reality of the that one. A yeah, oh, weird of reality. Yeah, the <laughs> Yeah, the nature of the unknown reality and how you are blinking in and out of several different lives, you know, but that's mm-hmm. your higher self, your soul idea. I mean, there's so much to play with here, but yeah. it, but in and of itself, I love it. I love the thing from Marcus Aurelius. What is it in and of itself? What is it in its nature? So what is life in its nature, in and of itself? And I say it's experience.
2: Yeah, and same more in to my get
3: head. To yeah, we get we are becoming ourselves through our experience, according to our perspectives of the perception we are giving ourselves. and every an individual preconceived already
2: happened now. Yep. Oh man, I'm so and the breakdown is guys, you get to choose your perception. You get to choose your yes. experience. Yeah, love it. Well, Roxy, my goodness, thank you so much for calling in. What a fabulous conversation. It was awesome. Yeah, thank you for letting me because I got to yes, we love you. We <laughs> love your show. Everybody listen to Roxy's show on Saturday mornings. Um, and we are awesome, at our time. time. Yeah, <laughs> so, we are. The hour by Are you
3: guys
2: done? Is it really time yet? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, God. I know. <laughs>
3: Wow, I didn't so, know it went that fast, pardon me. But, yeah, I, I mean, I was listening for a while, and then I, get, I had to go and run, and I came back on, and I was like, oh, I want to listen to that. We'll talk about that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girls, I love you so much, and awesome, blossom show once again.
1: Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Roxy.
3: We'll talk to you guys later.
1: Okay. All right. Bye. Always fun.
2: So much love for everybody here. We love you. We love our colleagues on the Enlightenment Evolution Network, and extra special love for Roxy today for being in the moment with us and sharing some awesome metaphysical stuff.
1: So, yeah, so that's a wrap for today. We can um, just talk briefly about the shows coming up. We do have a, another show on our network tonight, um, and that's with Victoria Bibe Wong. And Earth Sky People will air tonight, Your Bridge Between Heaven and Earth. And she talks a lot about living in oneness. Fabulous stuff. On
2: Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have the Enlightenment Evolution Hour with Rob Gauthier. He's the creator of this network. He channels Treb. He's a very active guy with lots of events going on. So go to trebchanneling.com for more information on that and listen on Wednesdays.
1: And then Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution Hour. And he discusses a wide range of metaphysical topics, as do we. (laughs) Um, And his focus is more on the perception of the fifth dimension.
2: Friday nights is the Earth Experience with Kalina Angel at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And the Earth Experience explores our soul's expansion through our human experiences on Earth. And
1: then Saturday mornings, we have Roxy, who we just spoke to today, at 11 a.m. Eastern. And she is a channeler and ascension guide. And she talks about past lives, ETs, soul purpose, energy, activations, and all things ascension.
2: Sundays at 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific is about oneness with Karen Newman. And she talks about celebrating the ongoing consciousness. Sorry. I'm all time tied right now. Um, Karen Newman, her show is about celebrating the ongoing conscious awakening of our planet and our realization of oneness and unconditional love. She's an author, lecturer, and integrated channel.
1: And then on Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern, we have Heart to Heart Talk Radio with Daniel Scranton. And he talks about the shift and global events, energy work, and toning and sound healing. And he always has the phone lines open. And he will discuss anything and everything related to living on planet Earth and beyond. Love it.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to our Slightly unconventional, in-the-moment show today. We had so much fun. We did. Yeah.
1: We did. It's Great. Um, and so we will be back next week.
2: Live mm-hmm. Next Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We'll be here, and we would love to hear from you, too. All right. Have a great afternoon. Lots of love, everybody.